The Start On Demand. On demand. Who are your real-life superheroes? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers want to know, as they have unveiled their Heroes of Champions way, or the team has been turned into comic book superheroes, they also want to know who the real-life heroes are. But on the subject of that comic book, we're going to speak with Israel Adonage, Manitoba's own former NFL player who created Athleta Comics, who is now working with the Blue Bombers to turn the football club into a band of superheroes. We'll speak to the owner of the King's Head Pub, who is now getting into the grocery game. And how do you enjoy nature during a pandemic? We'll speak to our friend Barrett Miller from Fort White Alive, who's got some great tips and even will teach you how to speak like an owl. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and this is the Tuesday, March 31st podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. My day's off to a roaring start as I sit down in the chair. Everything's frozen on my computer, so I had to hit reboot. But uh, I'm looking at my weather network app. And again, this depends which, which app you look at. But as of now, for Thursday, they're saying a 90% chance of snow with a possibility of 20 centimeters of snow. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's all I got for that. Come on. Greg sent us a tweet yesterday that uh, I just tried to ignore for several hours about one of the weather guys we follow and just the snow that might be moving in. I think Westman looks like maybe even tomorrow, Greg. Yeah, it looks like it's going to come and uh, just all depends on how much moisture is in that system, how much snow we're going to get, the temperature Coming up from the south, uh, I am not a meteorologist, uh, but I think we might have one joining us this morning. Yeah, the yeah, 707 just... David Phillips from Environment Canada is going to join us. Uh, so we'll get the lowdown from him because I'm now looking at Environment Canada's forecast, and they are simply saying for Thursday, rain or snow. So it's uh, interesting how one forecast can give you a 90% probability of snow with the possibility of 20 centimeters, and another one just simply says rain or snow. Uh, so hopefully we don't get another massive snow dump because I was just getting used to the, you know, approaching double-digit temperatures sitting out of, sitting on my balcony in my T-shirt the other day in yeah. the sun. We went for bike rides yesterday with just our sweaters on. And on, during that ride, uh, passed a, a friend of ours, kept our distance and chatted for five minutes. And she just said, you know, it's hard enough as it is to try to find ways to pass the time uh, with the kids at home. But if you give me snow Wednesday or Thursday, tell me it's not coming, Loren. And I just kept on biking. So I just was like, I'm not going to give you any good or bad news because, yeah, we don't know yet. You know, uh, I know Kayla is used to this. Mike is used to this. Uh, uh, Kayla Evans and, and Mike Conkin are used to people asking them about the weather and almost holding them accountable as to what happens. I'm not used to that, but when it comes to these events, anybody who's discussing it and delivering the forecast is going to be in the firing lines on this one. So uh, hopefully we don't have to deliver too much bad news uh, over the next couple of days, Loren. Yeah, we'll get uh, an update from David Phillips, as mentioned, at 7.07. And just a reminder, if you haven't tuned in in a while, I am working in studio. Jeff Fortier is in Master Control, our technical producer. Kelly Moore is on the sports desk, but Jeff Braun is working from home. Greg Mackling is working from home. Loren McNabb is working from home, which is why you're probably hearing a slight echo on Greg's end. There's about a one-second delay. Uh, so if we trip over each other, it's because we can't see each other. It's been how long now? Over two weeks for you, Mackling, and I think mm. a week and a half for you, McNabb. So McNabb first. We can... Yeah, a week and a half for me. And uh, if you hear the sound of an entire desk smashing to the ground, that's also because I'm working from home. And the desk was moved on the weekend because I was trying to make this office setting a little bit more office-like. And so that loosened something in one of the side panels. This morning, a piece came crashing down. So I didn't want to wake everybody up in the house to go get duct tape or a screwdriver or whatever the heck I think will fix this. A turner. So I've had... I got. 
I have a turner or a hitter. A turner or a hitter, so I've used scotch tape. I've got scotch tape <laughs> trying to hold this together right now. Oh so if word. you hear that all going down, Greg, that's all on me. I don't have any do-it-yourself skills. <laughs> I saw the pictures, and um, I don't ha- I don't think you have too many valuables on that desk right now, do you? You might want to move your computer off of there. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe I should work on the floor, Brett. Yeah, and you were having problems with the laptop over the weekend, weren't you, Loren? Yeah, no, uh, work was good enough to give us some laptops, and then I had a screen issue uh, on Saturday. So, of course, our hardworking engineers were in on a Sunday. Sarah helped me out with another laptop. I don't know if the other one I had is even fixable, but I'm having I'm having some work from, work from home issues. The good news, the good news is on this day, as we talk about superheroes, I am still in my Batman pajamas, Brett. Atta girl, the Batman pajamas live on, and indeed we are going to be talking about superheroes. Greg, what is the deal with the superheroes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Oh, this is super exciting. The superheroes of uh, Champions Way. Uh, Many of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been converted into comic book heroes. And it's a Manitoban, former NFL star with the Chicago Bears and a couple of other teams, but he's most known for his time with the Bears. Former University of Manitoba Bison star Israel Adonage uh, created this uh, line of characters, Monsters of the Midway, for the Chicago Bears back in 2007. And he's been working on different projects with the NFL ever since. And now he's brought this incredible concept to the Blue Bombers. We're going to celebrate it uh, on its own. And also, we're going to extend it into the greater community this morning. We'll talk to Wade Miller about how they're going to use this concept to celebrate the 90th anniversary of the Blue Bombers, but also to celebrate all the incredible things that are going on in our community right now in this, in this unusual time. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, Jeff Braun is here, Kelly Moore, Jeff Fortier. At 7.37, Greg, we're talking to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers president and CEO, Wade Miller, about their campaign that they're launching today as it pertains to uh, real-life heroes. Yeah, they're taking something that uh, was was supposed to be super fun with regards to uh, celebrating not only their Grey Cup championship, but also their 90th season. So they introduced the Heroes of Champions Way. It's sort of a comic book superhero series. Uh, different players on the team have been created and, and turned into these awesome-looking superheroes, each with their own uh, identical power. But the football club is going to roll that into an opportunity to honor those in our community that are real-life superheroes. We often think Bob Irving did an eloquent job on Twitter the other night talking about how for so many we thought our heroes were athletes, football players, hockey players, etc. But we're realizing now they're the doctors, the nurses, the frontline uh, workers, the first responders, the list goes on and on. And, and if anything is perfectly apparent right now, Brett, is the idea that we're appreciating those people on a whole other level right now. That's right. So why don't we go around the horn here? Kelly Moore is in studio with me. He's appropriately two meters away from me, so (laughs) don't worry about that. But Kelly, uh, who comes to mind for you? Like, are we talking about comic books here now, or are we talking about just in real life? Real life superheroes. Real life superheroes. Well, for me, um, and and I certainly uh, would include everybody that Greg uh, uh, mentioned there, but... uh, uh, the uh, uh, the people who serve on our police force uh, to me are, uh, and and of course the firefighters. You know, there's the old axiom: they're going in when the rest of us are going out. And uh, I don't know uh, that uh, there's anybody more special when it comes to playing the role of a hero than those people. Who would you pick for a comic book superhero? Just out of curiosity. Batman. Batman. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just yeah. I, I I love the way that uh, that that was rolled out. You know, uh, in, in the matter with Alfred the Butler, in the matter rather, and you know, to the Batmobile. <laughs> I just love that. You got to get yourself some Batman PJs like Lorenz wearing. Jeff Forte, who would you honor? Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to say uh, people who work in uh, supermarkets. Uh, anyone who's right now, you know, having to deal with all the panic that's going on with a lot of people who are, you know, just going to get their groceries, you know, they have to put themselves in front of everyone. And right now it's, it's okay. I, I haven't been to, 
any uh, supermarket in, I don't know, like two or three weeks now. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, uh, you, what did you just stockpile in Chef Boy RD and that's all you're eating? Beans. Going to mom and beans. dad's place. No, actually, I haven't been to their place in like, yeah. in like two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know. Actually, it, 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 it is, it, the lineups are long. But it's not as chaotic as, yeah, it's... Well, I, uh, see, I see people lined up outside, but you right. know, when I did go there, like, when this first started happening, I just, the, the girl who is at the checkouts, you know, she was handling cash and everything and squirting hand sanitizer on her hand, making sure that uh, she was clean. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but also, I'd like to say Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick. And Why then not? that transitions to Jeff Braun. Who would you honor, sir? I was going to say Batman and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, I second the doctors and nurses. I mean, under normal circumstances, on a regular day, whatever is regular for doctors and nurses, I couldn't come within five miles of doing what they do. And I just, I don't have the stomach or the nerves for that sort of work. And then to think of the added stress of all this that's being put on them right now, it, just, it blows my mind what they're able to manage through. McNabb? Yeah, I mean, I, everyone's comments on healthcare workers is so bang on. Paramedics, I mean, paramedics don't have uh, vests on or bulletproof vests or all the rest. And then the whole crime spree we're seeing are going into crime situations to save lives with uh, minimal equipment on. And now they're dealing with a pandemic. So that would be one. But honestly, uh, if I can just say, as someone who's been at home with the kids for the past few weeks and so fortunate to have a husband here who's helping out and we're working so hard together, I want to give a shout out to single parents because yeah. if you're working right now... Mm-hmm. And you're also managing kids and school. The stress has to be incredible. I, I often would be in a grocery store when things were normal, just in the grocery store with the kids, two kids by myself. And I'd pass that mom in the aisle and she's got four kids and she's alone and she's a single parent. And I just think, God bless you, because the stress we're all feeling now, if you're doing it alone, wow, just big shout out to single parents. Mackling? Yeah, that kind of folds into my thoughts. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of entrepreneurs, but right now, it's teachers, anyone who takes on a mentorship role. Uh, it can be a grandparent. It can be a, a sibling. It can be a child care worker, coaches, managers within the businesses that we work. Anybody who shares uh, their passion about what they're doing and inspires others to do their best and, and to learn and to keep calm and to keep focused under all these different uh, situations. Anybody who motivates, inspires other people, those are my superheroes. Brett? Two text messages from listeners honoring their fathers. Kevin the Garbage Man says, My hero, my dad. I miss him so much. And another listener saying, My father, Chief Warrant Officer Dennis Holm, a soldier you and I will never be able to thank, a terror hostage specialist, my hero. Breakfast with the Bombers, brought to you by the Cooperators. Find an advisor at cooperators.ca, a better place for you. They know what it's like to hear the roar of the crowd after a miracle game-winning catch. To feel the fans rise up and stomp their feet when they burst out onto IG Field. To be showered with champagne in the locker room after a Grey Cup win decades in the, ma- in the making. To many, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are heroes. But what the Bombers have done with that hero concept is nothing short of incredible. They've turned each player into a comic book character, and the artwork is part of this Heroes of Championship Way campaign, Greg. It's amazing. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It would be cool enough all on its own, but then the Bombers decided to turn it into a campaign for real-life heroes. Using his common comic book image, quarterback Zach Caleros tweeted out yesterday, we're asking our fans to submit the stories of the real-life heroes who are stepping up during this pandemic to help all of us use the hashtag Heroes for the W to tell us their stories, and we'll choose three to be transformed into superheroes to represent all frontline workers absolutely spectacular joining us to discuss this wade miller president and ceo of the winnipeg blue bombers and wade uh, take us back before we move forward here tell us how this started and where did this idea come from for the original superhero campaign well it was something uh we were planning on doing for our uh 2020 season and on our uh our 90th year history actually was going to take the superheroes and uh 
take a look, and each superhero is going to go back in time and look at a, a, a generation of football um, to celebrate the 90 years. And obviously, uh, things uh, changed, uh, so we adapted and um, wanted to make this program into something that could benefit our community um, as we're all going through this together. Go ahead, Loren. Well, the shout out to frontline workers, Wade, or as your organization puts it, the real life heroes is really incredible. How's the feedback been? I know as people are responding to Zach's tweet, for example, talking about doctors and, and paramedics in their life. Uh, what have you been hearing from fans as you did this? Yeah, it's just been uh, tremendous. And, and, you know, in our community, we have so many of those people that make a difference. And uh, so it's been, the feedback's been overwhelming. And you, you know, still put in, uh, you know, you still have a lot of time to put in hashtags for the W and tell us about those heroes uh, in your life or people you know that are making that difference in our community because we want to honor all of them. And uh, it's it's really important um, that each one of those frontline people know that we're all behind them. And it's such a great mood booster, Wade. It's inspired a wonderful conversation this morning with us. We're getting all kinds of text messages at 204-780-6868, like this one who says, uh, the veterinarians, the clinics are still open, taking care of our fur babies and all of our worries. And I wanted to give them a call out for the great work that they're doing. And when when this message is being driven by an organization like yours, which is such a wonderful ambassador for the community that can really rally everyone and, and boost everyone's spirits in a time like this yeah it, absolutely it's uh you know i mean the imagery and the you know the i mean this campaign is you know just amazing what what it's done and and this is actually in partnership with a company that is the adonage who you know was a former u of m bison and had a huge career in the nfl uh it's a company of his that actually has built this for us and and so you know we were you know really going to celebrate that and and you know, just taking this Heroes of the Champions way and, and then applying it to, you know, our frontline champions is, I think, uh, you know, something uh, great job by our con- uh, content uh, and creative team to to do this. And, and that's what we're sitting and thinking about is how can we make a difference uh, for our community? Wade, you mentioned Izzy and his involvement in this and really spearheading the whole thing, uh, at least from the creative standpoint. And one of the things that has had me fall in love with the Blue Bombers all over again is, is not the winning and not necessarily the change on the field. That goes a long way. But just embracing Manitoba and how many Manitoba-born players you have on the roster, I think is uh, extraordinary. And, of course, uh, the, the Canadian management team. But this is a long time in coming in terms of getting Izzy involved in the organization i understand once upon a time you invited uh, izzy to come and finish off his career up here in winnipeg so this is a unique way to finally get him involved yeah that didn't work out so well but i did give it a try and uh you know he was still the property of the edmonton eskimos uh, after his long career but uh and he played enough football at that time but uh for sure uh everything that we can do to connect as many people as we can with the organization who have that um, football background or, you know, and we want everybody a part of Manitoba to be part of our team. And, and, um, you know, now's the time for us to do this and, you know, stronger together. And that's what we really believe. So um, we're going to keep going and, and we look forward to, you know, really telling the stories of our frontline heroes. So it's going to be great uh, to do this and, at the end, we'll choose uh, three and actually uh, create their own uh, superhero character character for each of them as well. So that's going to be just uh, phenomenal when, when we uh, narrow it down to the three. I'm sure everybody's deserving of it, but we'll, we'll select three to make them into a character. That's well, going to be a beautiful tribute. People will probably turn those into posters, Wade. Before we let you go, I know things are changing day by day, hour by hour, probably for so many businesses and organizations like yours. And last night, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi was on our show to, to talk about your leadership and passion for the game and your decision with the Board of Governors to postpone the start of CFL training camps. That had to be tough, but I'm, I'm guessing necessary in these times. Yeah, well, at this time, uh, you know, sports is going to take a, a a backseat to what's going on, and it's the right thing to do at this time and postpone training camp. And everybody looks forward to us getting back on the field. Uh, we do as an organization, 
and I know our fans do, and, you know, to get back to some normalcy and sport is going to play such an important role as we move forward through this um, at the right time. And we will wait for the right time, and then let's, uh, let's get back to IG Field and uh, have a lot of fun together. Wait, any special arrangements uh, football clubs making for season ticket holders who may have lost their jobs uh, in terms of uh, differing payments? Yeah, we've always said to our season ticket members, you, you, you give us a call and, and we'll work through each situation uh, one-on-one, and, and that's the way we should do it, and that, that will always be there for our uh, season ticket members. Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Wade, thank you for the time as always, sir. Thank you. Have a good day, and, and thanks for not singing this week. <laughs> we actually <laughs> joked yesterday, should we sing to bring Wade on again? <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, uh, we, we had went with caution this time. So Okay. okay. Thank you. It's <laughs> uh, too bad. Now I regret us not. Maybe we should sing him out. If only I had a song at the ready. Yeah. No, I think should Wade is, is correct. <laughs> I think. Hey, and by the way, also on the Bomber front, uh, tomorrow on their Instagram at noon, they're going to be doing a Q&A with one Chris Streveler. That's going to be a live chat on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Instagram tomorrow at noon if you want to talk to Strevy. And uh, the football club is not certain if uh, fur coat will be worn during that time. But I think Streveler himself said shirts are optional. So, uh, cool. Yeah. have dealt with disease before we've dealt with epidemics before but the magnitude of the potential consequences of this one are greater than anything we've seen most of us in our lifetimes it's a not an easy decision to make and it is the right decision and we're taking it in the right way at the right time with a little bit of notice or so small businesses and their employees can adjust and adapt as well and that sensitivity that we've used in the past on Changes in the school system, changes in child care, changes for the private sector, changes in the public sector to allow people to transition to working from home is assisting us in, I think, dealing with this in a, in a way that recognizes the more we can do proactively, the less we'll have to do reactively. It has not been business as usual for several weeks now, and more change is coming, Loren. Starting tomorrow, running until April 14th, the province will close all non-critical businesses and the health order means hair salons and bars will close, but places like liquor stores, grocery stores, gas stations, just to name a few, will remain open, Greg. Yeah, John Graham is with the Retail Council of Canada, joins us now. Good morning, John. Good morning. There's a long list of those who can and, and can't stay open on the government website. Uh, the list of those who can is about 74 types of businesses and services who can stay open. What, what do you make of what's been deemed essential or non-essential? Is there anything missing from the essential list that you can see? Yeah, I think that the uh, uh, list was uh, well thought out given that it's you know everything is uh, done in such lightning speed right now. Um the list is similar to what you're seeing in other provinces. Uh, I think it's fair. Uh, it's uh, responsible. It uh, it requires stores that uh, you know are reasonably not defined as essential to close for a period of time. Yeah, you know, there's there's one big gap, of course, between Manitoba and uh, and other provinces across Canada, and that in is for non uh, essential stores, stores that must close. Across the rest of Canada, there's been a real focus on allowing them to continue to sell online, uh, to allow them to operate out of their stores specifically, to keep that a little bit of a lifeline going. Because the harsh reality is if a store closes completely, if there's no sales going through that store, it's very unlikely uh, that they're going to be able to open again, uh, certainly in less probability anyway. And so Manitoba just has a, and I think it's partly just a, a Russian development, has the way they've worded it, uh, uh, retailers would actually physically have to be located somewhere completely else to run an online business away from their inventory, away from their store, away from their computer systems, uh, and, uh, you know, essentially operating out of a garage. Uh, so we think that needs to be fixed, you know, similar to restaurants where you can do curbside and delivery. We need to get that fixed for retail to, to, to improve the chances that most will survive this. 
John, are you having those conversations with the premier or, or, or officials just to make that change? Because that sounds like a, a bit of a, a gap for sure. Yeah, it's a huge gap. And I think it's, it's uh, sound to look at, you know, it's uh, across Canada, uh, retailers are allowed to will operate online stores out of their closed retail stores. It just makes good sense. We've had those conversations last night with the province and are hoping this morning that they'll give it some serious consideration. Uh, uh, you know, again, uh, this is uh, desperate times and uh, uh, we really need to make sure that as many retailers get through this as possible. Rent is due tomorrow for so many Manitobans. What are you hearing from store owners as to how much cash flow they have to pay those rents or if they're uh, hearing some cooperation on deferments? Yeah, this uh, a uh, very, uh, uh, very big focus. Uh, we've been working directly uh, with the uh, Prime Minister's office, the uh, Federal Finance Minister's office, over the past few days, and are really encouraged by some of the announcements that have come out. But the reality is, you know, rent is due. Uh, uh, there's utilities that keep going. It's like living in a bad dream as they worry about uh, doing their very best to flatten the curve, but watching sales fade away and the bills keep arriving. And uh, we've been working with the largest. Uh, uh, landlords to uh, come up with a cross-the-board approach to rent deferrals and rent uh, uh, rent relief, and uh, we're seeing that in some uh, f- for some. Uh, but we need to make sure that uh, everyone, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if they uh, if one issue, one person has an issue with uh, rent, it's their problem. But if uh, half a mall has a, an issue with rent, then it's the mall's problem, right? So we need to. Uh, a focus on cash preservation to ensure that these businesses can continue to uh, recover quicker once we get through this. There's been a lot of praise for the federal government's uh, program mm-hmm. to to fund businesses to that 75% of uh, regular uh, wages level. Obviously, that doesn't apply to everyone, but uh, is, is that the hole in this problem? Maybe, John, is uh, a mechanism for uh, maybe some automatic negotiation or some automatic programs with regard to rent and with regard to uh, keeping people's uh, physical locations viable and, and, and essentially uh, in the starting block when we when we get back to uh, quote unquote normal yeah I think that there's there's many different pieces to a quicker recovery uh, it's certainly keeping as many staff with the business and uh, layoffs and are uh, 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 a risk to quick rebound uh, keeping some oil through the engine you know a bit of sales through things like online and keeping that business going uh, community confidence that uh, businesses and everyone else are doing the right things to keep this community safe and healthy. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, issues like federal and provincial programs, you know, Manitoba, some provinces have looked at deferrals of WCB and utilities and, uh, and this province hasn't yet. Uh, but um, certainly rent is one that uh, we think a coordinated effort uh, uh, is important. John Graham with the Retail Council of Canada joining us live on CJOB. John, thank you for this. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, we've been taking your texts at 204-780-6868 on real life superheroes. And here's a text from Lovey who says, my heroes are CJOB for keeping everybody informed and reducing everybody's anxiety. Thank you from a nurse. So I didn't want to read that to pat ourselves on the back, but I wanted to read it to say thank you, Lovey, for doing what you do. You are one of the real-life heroes that we are honoring today. So thanks for reaching out to us, and keep those texts coming at 204-780-6868. Coming up after Global News at 8.30, we have a $50 gift certificate for Skip the Dishes. But we want to start this hour by talking about how it was exactly two weeks ago today that our next guest joined us to explain why he had made the painful but necessary decision to close his pub in the exchange. So the King's Head was actually one of the first bars and restaurants to preemptively shut their doors, knowing that it would be pretty much impossible to stay open under safe guidelines for social distancing. And when King's Head owner Chris Graves joined us on St. Patrick's Day, what should have been their busiest day of the year, uh, I think we all recall, Greg, how you could just hear the emotion in his voice as he talked about that decision and his concerns for his staff who are really like family. 
Yeah, he conveyed to us the genuine family that uh, people that work together in the restaurant business are. And that's not unlike other industries, but uh, it, it is particularly true in, in the hospitality industry. Now, 14 days later, the King's Head is reopening, not as a pub, but as a grocery delivery service, more proof that small business owners know how to adapt. Chris Graves joins us again. And Chris, to me, this is perseverance personified. How do you make that transition from being a pub to a grocer? Well, basically, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on again. I appreciate it. Uh, last time, uh, you're right. It was a, it was an emotional moment uh, for us because we did have to make a tough decision. But uh, in business and many things, uh, as we a lot of us know, you got to pivot pretty quickly. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, man, we decided that, uh, I mean, with... I had a really good friend who uh, who who gave us a great idea, and uh, we decided to run with it. And it's what I love most about Manitoba. It is uh, it's about support. It's not about competition. It's not about anything like that. It's about how do you keep the lights on in a situation like this? How do you keep things going? And uh, we decided to just run with it and figure out how are we going to utilize the supply avenue that we already have and the great relationships that we already had with our, our current suppliers and, uh, and, and turn it into a positive and become essentially a grocery delivery service, but delivering uh, still fresh produce that we're getting from our suppliers. How many staff get to return to work for you? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get them all to come back. I mean, literally, we're going live today on our website, and we just we kind of put it up on our website a little bit last night just for a little bit of a feel, and I woke up, and we've got over 30 orders so far. So we're pretty excited about it, and the more that we get in, the more that I can keep my staff going. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the finance minister says today uh, with regards to the 75% subsidy as well. So... Uh, that is also probably going to be a big boost for us. So we're, I'll tell you, we're excited. We're nervous, of course. Everybody's nervous. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited about it. Well, the timing feels right, Chris. Looking at your website now, you have, like, the produce ration pack, a small one and a large one. You have a essential stuff and, like, the meats that you might have. And just speaking for myself, you know, that click and collect service I rely on from the bigger chains, really what's going to be missing for me over the next few weeks is trying to keep up with the meat and the veggies, right? All the other staples I, I can stock up on and did in the times ahead. And so the timing seems really good. How would it work? I go online, I place my order, and then how does the delivery work? So essentially what we're doing is we're we're allowing everybody to go on. And like you said, there's the ration packs, basically. So we're, we're packing it basically uh, with families of two and families of four in mind. Um, you know, I'm a family of three. So, you know, I, I don't know what I would do with myself if I go with two or three five or four. But anyway, you're, you're going to click on it, and it's very simple on our website. Uh, we even have sort of a rolling list of what you're going to be get because this is a malleable list. Like, we're going to be working through a lot of items that our suppliers are, are bringing in, uh, so the items may be changing uh, as we go, but uh, it'll be updated every day on our website of what you're going to be getting. And, uh, and then we're going to be uh, processing the order and we'll be contacting everybody uh, with their delivery time slot, similar to like what you get for like a Leon's or something like that. And uh, we're going to be delivering it with our own staff, which is what's so exciting for me. Uh, we're going to have our own staff members uh, be there and hopefully waving at you at the door. We'll drop the product off to uh, your door front or curbside and uh, away we go. So this is essentially taking uh, food that would otherwise be destined for restaurants, right, Chris? And and so those things are packaged differently in the restaurant world versus what we see at Sobeys, Safeway, Superstore, uh, Food Fair, our, our normal grocery stores. So, so that's one extra step that you're taking here is you're bringing, in my mind, restaurant-quality food, but there's a, an, an extra step in terms of handling it and getting it prepared for delivery. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. So basically, essentially, this is how it works. Exactly what you said. We buy product almost in bulk. Consider it almost like we're buying from a Costco all the time. And what we're doing is repacking it. And we went through a list. We did a lot of research on this, too. This just wasn't a fly-by-night. So anything that you're going to get with a family pack of two or four, it's going to ration you for about maybe five to seven days, depending on consumption. So, for instance, we're going to go buy a 50-pound bag of yellow onions uh, from our food supplier, and we're going to break that down, and then that's how we repack everything. Where you know, you go to a grocery store, and you're buying either onions by the piece or in smaller, smaller bulk. So that's basically what we're doing. And uh, hopefully, if it all goes according to plan, we're going to be able to start selling uh, alcohol as well with, uh, with our uh, food service uh, today as well. So we're going to hopefully have that all popped up on the website under the same tab under groceries. Chris Graves is the owner of the King's Head Pub. Kingshead.ca is the website to access King's Grocery. Chris, thank you very much for this, and uh, kudos to you for getting creative and finding a way to keep things alive at your pub for your staff. Hey, listen, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you as well, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you for uh, putting the word out, and, uh, yeah, we'll get, all, we'll get through this. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you so much for joining us this morning on 680 CJOB. We've been talking a lot about what will stay open and what will be closed in response to the province's order that all non-critical businesses close starting tomorrow for the next few weeks, Greg. That's prompted a lot of response from you, our listeners, particularly on the issue of liquor stores. Some of you take issue with the fact they're considered essential, Why other texts go like this. If people truly question why liquor stores are open, they would have to equally question pizza and other fast food businesses being open. Loren? It gets to the idea of, of, you know, what's essential to one might not be essential to another. And it raises great points about the fact that we were just saying we've talked a lot about eating more as we self-isolate or socially distance and, and how to control that. And, and now we want to have that conversation about our other vices, which, of course, is alcohol, smoking or other substances. Denisa Gavin Coop is with the Addictions Foundation of Manitoba and joins us now. Good morning, Denisa. Good morning. How are you? We're good. Thank you. And, and we've had a lot of people weigh in on this. And so I just want to clear this out for for this moment. AFM is a government organization. And so technically no stance, right, on whether liquor stores stay open or not. You're, you're here just to talk to people with issues. Yeah, we're, we're aware. And it's definitely on our radar. Um, but I think what's, uh, what's really important for folks to know is that uh, those orders do not apply to a facility uh, where health care or social services are provided. Uh, and a business that provides mental health or addiction support or services such as counseling. So we really want folks to know that uh, we have supports and services available for Manitobans who are struggling with substance use and gambling during these times. So our doors are open, and uh, we very much want uh, folks to know that. AA meetings are cancelled because of social distancing, because of physical distancing, but so many people rely on those meetings. So where can people turn for help uh, with these meetings being cancelled? Yeah, so we have um, a range of support and services. We know that these are very stressful times and uh, folks may have anxiety and um, just feeling of uncertainty. And uh, we, we do have a range of support and services at AFM. Um, there's online support, uh, so there's webinars, publications, brochures. Uh, there's the basic info sheets um, that are available online for, for people to check out. Um, there's the Make Connections website um, that has some of the best addiction-related resources available online. Uh, it could be youth-focused, interactive uh, sites that allow individuals to connect to information that they need. So there's the online um, there's the RAM clinics, which is the rapid access to addiction medicine and the most program, which is Manitoba opioid support and treatment and programming is still available. So our doors are open. Um, with the RAM clinics, we are starting to use more of a virtual or phone visits where possible, and we're staggering in-person visits to ensure uh, better social distancing. Um, our, um, Community-based programming, like you said, uh, the principles of social distancing is so important during these times. But we have indefinitely suspended uh, the community-based programming where social distancing can be met. But we're looking at virtual options. 
So for outpatient community-based services, we're using telephone, we're using virtual, uh, we're using Skype where possible, FaceTime, um, so to, to connect with, with individuals that do need our support and services during, during these times. Denise, we heard in BC that liquor store sales are up about 40%, a lot more quote-unquote casual drinking out there. Uh, that might just be the fact that restaurants are closed and so people can't do that uh, in restaurants where they normally would. What conversations mm-hmm. do we need to have with ourselves, uh, within our family units, with our friends about what we're consuming and, and what do we need to watch for? And that's important. We need to stay sort of in tune with ourselves and really understand um, through the process that, processes that we're going through during these times. And individuals do cope with, with stress and anxiety in different ways, right? Um, so I think a really simple way of understanding and describing a substance use challenge is using the four C's. So the craving, the loss of control of amount or frequency of use, uh, compulsion of use, and also the continued uh, substance use despite consequences. I think another really important uh, top of mind um, aspect that we should know is is keeping the Canada low drink guidelines in mind, um, which uh, can reduce long-term health risks. Um, by drinking, uh, so you, for, for example, it means 10 drinks a week for women, so no more than two drinks a day most days, and then 15 drinks a week for men, so with no more than three drinks a day most days. So um, like you said, I think it's important to have these uh, conversations with ourselves to understand what we're, um, you know, how we're coping and to really ask some questions about um, how we're, uh, you know, what we're using and and substances and um, understanding those four C's. How important is it, Denisa, too, and we're getting so much feedback at 780-6868 just on the idea of, uh, uh, you know, what one might need versus another and the compulsion that might be out there and above all in these times and all times to not judge that you don't know what that person is Mm -hmm. going through. So to make that assumption that, oh, you don't need to go to the liquor store or you don't need to have that service is just completely unfair, particularly in times of stress. And, and stigma, I think it, we need to be aware of that, right? And, and I think that individuals that are struggling with substance use, um, stigma is the number one barrier that prevents people from uh, accessing support and services. So when we are approached by individuals who are struggling, I think it's important to treat them with care and compassion. And it's important to know, too, that one in five Canadians do experience challenges around substance use and gambling. Um, so these are, you know, our neighbors, our friends, our aunts and uncles. So um, it is important to understand that um, individuals do struggle with substance use, and, and it's one in five Canadians. And one final question here before we let you go. Any fear that maybe we'll see a, a rise in addictions born out of people turning to alcohol and drugs just out of mm-hmm. sheer boredom to pass the time? Individuals, I think, cope with uh, stressors in different ways, and um, I think there are some uh, really good available resources online if they do feel they need to reach out. There is the Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Program that will be available to all Manitobans age 16 and over who are struggling with anxiety around uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it's called Abila CBT, and it's expected to be available in mid-April. Um, I encourage folks to go to manitoba.ca slash COVID-19 slash be well. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a resource provided by Moreau Chappelle, and it's tailored to induce those anxiety symptoms uh, that may uh, that are that are related to aspects of the pandemic, such as uncertainty, isolation, um, dealing with and caring for family members and community members. So I think when uh, individuals are feeling the stress and anxiety, please reach out to uh, online resources. Um, AFM is 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 there to um, provide support and services for individuals who need it during this time. Um, so it's important to stay connected during um, during these times. Denise Gavin Coop with the Addictions Foundation of Manitoba joining us live on CJOB. Thank you for your time. We appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day.
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We've been talking about real-life heroes today, and we got a note at 204-780-6868. Could you give a shout-out to all the folks working at banks, like the supermarket cashiers? They are working at their own risk, and with many of the branches temporarily closed, they are often working at different locations. Yes, there are ATMs, but for many people in our city, the daily or weekly banking is a very important social contact. So thank you for that note. And the reason why we're talking about heroes is earlier this morning, we had a visit with Wade Miller, who is president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, to discuss the launch of the Heroes of Champions Way and an exciting link to the superheroes in our community. I mean, the imagery and the, you know, the, I mean, this campaign is, you know, just amazing what, what it's done. And, and this is actually in partnership with a company that is the Adonage, who, you know, was a former U of M Bison and had a huge career in the NFL. Uh, it's a company of his that actually has built this for us. And, and so, you know, we were, you know, really going to celebrate that and, and, you know, just taking this Heroes of the Champions way and, and then applying it to, you know, our frontline champions is, I think, uh, you know, something uh, great job by our con- uh, content uh, and creative team to to do this. And, and that's what we're sitting and thinking about is how can we make a difference uh, for our community? I want to read this from our good friend Ed Tate at BlueBombers.com. There are certain basic elements common to any great sports story, from the heroes and villains to a compelling storyline capped by a dramatic, pull-you-to-the-front-of-your-seat conclusion. Izzy Adonage understands all this very well, as well as anyone, for his own story. A kid born in Nigeria, raised in Brandon, who then went from nine-man football to the University of Manitoba to the National Football League has the makings for a Hollywood script. And now there's another chapter to his own remarkable tale. And it loops in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a starring role. Izzy Adonage is the founder of Athleta... I want to say this right, uh, Izzy. Athleta... Athleta Comics. Is that better? Yeah, 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 it's perfect. Athleta Comics. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. The Chicago based company that created the comic book, The Protectors, among his other projects, he has created The Heroes of Champions Way, and he joins us now from Chicago. So great to catch up with you, uh, Izzy. Finally, you become at least somewhat a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers organization. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> Tell us about the history of this concept and 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 when it was born and and how it grew. Yeah, so so the 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 concept of of our athletes as heroes really it started for me in 2007. You know, as you know, you know our our sports heroes are really heroes to us in our lives. I mean, they, they, that was certainly the case for me as a child. You know, I loved you know the Michael Jordans of the world, the the Wayne Gretzky's of the world. And I, I revered them as heroes and followed everything they did and practiced their moves and looked up to them and they were they were role models, you know. So in 2007, I wanted to create a story around that uh, called the Protectors, which is the origin story of athletes and the story their ability in sport is really just a byproduct of this greater gift that these heroes have that allowed them to be great athletes. And then the bridge to that was this concept of sports heroes, which is what we've done here with the heroes of champions way where we take our real athletes, you know, the, the players from, you know, from the blue bombers and, and we tell a legacy story about their ability on the field and what they do to, to win these games against these obstacles and just the legacy lore of the franchise as well. And it's, it's, you know, the timing couldn't be more, you know, perfect, you know, 90 years of bomber football. I mean, wow, what an incredible legacy that they've had coming off of a, a Grey Cup win. You know, uh, it's just it's just special, and, and I'm just thankful to be a part of the team as we as we tell this this kind of this time traveler story and share it with the city of, of Winnipeg this coming season. Why do you think people connect with superheroes uh, in particular, with comic books, with superhero movies, uh, in such a powerful way? Well, I think the, the truth is the part a part of all of these stories really is a part of all of us. You know, it's, you know, in some capacity in all facets of our lives, we all face a challenge. We all face struggle. We all have things that we're fighting, demons that we're fighting, things that we're battling against, wins that we're trying to achieve in our lives. And that's the story of the hero. You know, you look at all the greatest stories, you know, exactly that. It's their struggle, there's pain, there's sacrifice, 
But ultimately, you know, a hero never quits. A, a hero never stops fighting. And, you know, they, they, they work towards winning, you know, with a team of people. And, and in a time like this, more than any other, you know, uh, I, I heard you speaking about kind of the local heroes that are going into the workforce every day to still provide services to the community. Like it's times like this that those stories really connect where there's so much going on and there's people still stepping up and stepping forward. And then we get to go to our homes and watch these stories and, you know, a two hour series or read a comic book. And it, you know, I think that's what really makes such a a strong connection between these stories and, and our real life stories. I think Israel, it's also just an example about how the ordinary can really be extraordinary and you don't often see that or acknowledge it until you're in the thick of it and you think, holy cow, is that person ever stepping up in a way that I never considered before? Right. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, that's so spot on. And it's, it's interesting. There's, there's such a powerful, you know, notion of like the unlikely hero. You know, there's, there's people who, you know, you, if you would have asked them before that moment of heroism, they would have said, you know, no, I'm not a hero. No, I'm not the person that's going to step up you know, in the, in the light of a challenge or an obstacle. And that moment happens and that person all of a sudden becomes a hero and is called to action and it goes to the, to that, to that scene or to that, to that place and steps up. And, and I think uh, as well, there's those of us that connect with that person before the moment. And, you know, we watch them and like, Oh my God, you know, if that, if that individual who, I thought was like me was able to step up to the challenge and become a hero in that moment. You know, there, there's maybe a hero within me, you know, maybe I can be a hero too. And, and, you know, that's such a powerful story, part of the story as well. You know, there is a hero in every single one of us. Izzy, when you, when you look back and, and walking onto campus at the University of Manitoba back in, back in 2000 and you come in from Brandon, that, that must have been a huge enough change for anyone. I made that move from Winnipeg to Brandon, <laughs> back to Winnipeg. And I mean, moving to the big city is sort of a, a big deal in the first place and a big campus. And then you think about all the changes that you've had in your life over the last 20 years. A, could you have imagined it ending up this way? And why have you been so active? Why have you seen it as a responsibility? Because a lot of people look up to you in terms of what you've done outside of football. And uh, Athleta, uh, Athleta Comics is one thing, but all the different charities and organizations that you've spearheaded here. Why, why do you see that as such a gigantic responsibility? Well, I just, I just, at my core, I believe life is about action, right? We all only live one life. And as we live this journey of life, I think one thing that's shared between all of us is the challenge. Like, it is not easy, right? And for anything that we want, that I want, that you want, we've got to work for it. But you've got to, you've got to put that action in. You've got to go get it. And I've always just felt that I've been fortunate, despite the challenge, getting cut, not making certain teams, people saying I'd never make it. You know, I've continued to work hard, and that hard work has always, at some point, paid off to an opportunity that took me to another stage, another level. And I've just made the decision to take action in all the things that, that I even thought that I wanted to do. Oh, you know, maybe I want to start a a, a kid's program. And early on in my career, it was just a thought I I, I kept procrastinating. And at some point I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take action and we'll see what happens. I want to create a comic book. Like, let's just do it, take action. And then, you know, in taking action and you, you just, as things pr- progress, you you create and things pivot, and next thing you know, you have something that you n- otherwise would have never had. And that's just a lesson that I've learned in life. It's like if you want something, think about it for a little while, but at some point, we all need to take action, and that action ultimately can change our lives. And that's really the message I continue to push to, to the kids and to the people I come in contact with is like, I'm not special, right? I've just made a decision to keep taking the next step. And in doing that, it's changed my life. And I just encourage everybody to continue to do the same in their lives and their stories and their journeys as well. we got to get out of here, Izzy. But before we go, uh, we can get more information on the Heroes of Champion Way at BlueBombers.com. But is this going to be a comic book that we'll be able to purchase at some point? Yeah, so track the Bombers season throughout the season. Every home game, they're going to release a part of this story. It's a cosmic story with some time traveling, you know, tales like looped into it. And then uh, as well, for all of Winnipeg, 
send into the bombers local heroes that you know because we're going to pick three local heroes and we're going to turn them into characters as well and i think that's just a great way for us to engage the heroes in our community in this incredible you know champions way uh story that we're creating and and i'm just looking forward to being a part of it and sharing this with with the city Izzy, we also have to read a text here uh, from someone who says, please say hi to Izzy. I was his principal at Vincent Massey. Vincent Massey and the city of Brandon are so proud of him. (laughs) That from Terry O. Yes. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. I love you guys, and, and, and I'm looking forward to getting back home. I was supposed to be back in Winnipeg. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but uh, once everything kind of clears in this world we're in, I'm looking forward to getting back home and spending time with uh, with the family and everybody back in Winnipeg. Izzy Adonijay, founder of Athleta Comics, the Chicago-based company that created the comic book line The Protectors. Among his other projects, he has created the Heroes of Champions Way for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Izzy, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. This has been great. Hey, thank you. Big, big, woo, big. Big? All right, we'll make a big one. Big bear. Big bear. <laughs> no, truth, truth. Oh, there. We're glad you're home, honey. Big bear, chase. Big bear, chase. What does he say? What? Big bear, chase me. That is the late, great John Candy being attacked by a bear in the great outdoors. Loren McNabb, why are we playing that? Uh, aside from the fact that it's pretty darn funny, uh, I was trying to think of a clip that shows, you know, how so many of us like to go out in the outdoors, outdoors and get connected with nature and then maybe don't necessarily know what we might be getting connected with. I'd like to think a lot of us are doing more walking now, perhaps more hiking, and that hopefully in our journeys we won't run into any bears. But I don't know that. That's why we're bringing our next guest on, Barrett Miller, of course, with Fort White Alive, joining us this morning. Good morning, Barrett. Good morning, Loren. How are you? So we're good. Let's Let's start with the bear question. This is a time when many bears would be coming out of hibernation, no? Uh, this is when bears would start, be starting to wake up from their winter sleep, uh, their winter rest. Um, though that may be a little bit, uh, it depends on the season. They may be getting up. They're not hungry, ravenous, scary eating machines when they wake up. They are slow, kind of dopey, and the last thing they would want to do is cause problems for anybody who is moving faster than they are. So the chances of a problem bear encounter early in the spring are slim to none um if you see one keep your distance i mean hey if you see any sort of large mammal on the trail right now especially the two-legged kind keep your distance so uh if we practice good social distancing and uh good hygiene keep our uh campsites and picnics clean we won't have any problems with bears Barrett, Fort White Alive has evolved just into such a critical part of of life in Winnipeg. Uh, just for those that are unfamiliar with Fort White and, and how it started and, and where it's ended up uh, just in the last handful of years, how quickly and vastly you've improved and expanded your, your footprint here. Uh, give us a history lesson. Okay, so Fort White Alive, uh, I should point out we are an organization, not just a place. Uh, we are gifted to have a 660-acre campus at, in southwest Winnipeg. Most of it is reclaimed industrial or agricultural land that grew crops until it was played out. Our lakes are actually um, former open pit mines for the concrete industry. So the lovely green space that is there wasn't always green space. Um, you have mentioned that in the last you know, 10 to 15 years, we really have kicked that into high gear and become more than just the place. Um, we are a private not-for-profit, um, so we're, we're here for every Manitoban, we're here for every visitor. Now, now, that wonderful campus is shut down to the public, and that's, um, we've seen what's happened in some of the other parks where folks were not distancing. Um, we have our own staff, and frankly, even the animals to look after. Uh, so by keeping people safe and healthy enough to look after 
the wildlife and the landscape that's there, we're going to do our part to keep that ready for that day when we can reopen those gates and let everybody have a look. So that's sort of where we're at right now. Well, and actually on that subject of uh, reopening the, the gates, uh, Jeff uh, emailed us, Barrett, just asking, mm-hmm. um, why can't you open the bike path through Fort White Alive so South End people can get through to the Hart Trail in Assiniboine Forest instead of taking a huge detour? Because we're operating at reduced capacity, because it is so incredibly icy, all the regular hazards of that trail are there. And being staff who normally would be there day after day after day, I can tell you that it's the people, it's our workers who keep that place safe. Without us being safe to be there, we can't guarantee that. And it's just, it's, uh, I understand the frustration, but it's just not something that we can do safely for everybody. So with that community spirit, sort of looking after everybody the best that we can, that's why we've had to close. So with that in mind, there are, of course, lots of other places, public spaces people can go. Or there's just more people out walking in general. I took mm-hmm. out the kids out for a walk along the Red uh, not too long ago and just, you know, the different changes that we're seeing this spring. So what are some fun things that we can be on the lookout for? And I don't mean hibernating bears, but, you know, the other oh, perhaps no. smaller variety, wildlife or trees is changing for the season or whatever, Barrett. Oh, it is a wonderful spring season. And personally, I'm really enjoying watching the changes day by day. It's sort of a reminder that even though we're experiencing a little bit of a blip, life is going on in a really good kind of way. Um, One of the beautiful things about Winnipeg and Manitoba in general is we do have space. Even our most densely packed neighborhoods still have nature. Um, One of the first things I would recommend, and I realize it might not sound exciting, but folks need to try it and realize how exciting it is, is getting to know the trees in your little bubble. It's something you can do in your family unit. It's something that you can do with neighbors so long as you're keeping a healthy social distance. Learn what trees live in your area. Uh, There's lots of field guides online. Um, The province of Manitoba has a really good one if you look it up. Pick a tree and then watch and see how it changes day to day, week to week, because pretty soon it's going to be tree leaf day. When the tree that you've chosen all of a sudden has leaves. Um, I knew a man in Pinawa, Manitoba, who looked and followed the same grove of trees for 45 years. And every year he would note when the first green leaves came out and have a little celebration. So that's something that I would definitely recommend to families and neighborhoods. Pick a tree and have your own little tree leaf day celebration. Um, Again, at a safe distance, but, you know, celebrate that the natural world is changing and growing. I heard and saw the first robin moving through my neighborhood yesterday. If you love birds, with the quieter city, with the quieter highways, now is a great time to get out and see what's moving in from the south. Songbirds will be starting in the next few weeks in big numbers with a strong south wind. Every time there's a strong south wind, look up, way up, because they'll likely be migrating hawks and eagles. So that's going to be something really fun to watch for the birders. Um, My neighborhood, we're doing a little fun. We have some great horned owls nesting in the neighborhood. And we're not as talented as the folks over in Italy who had their balcony concerts. So what we've agreed on is uh, we've picked a day of the week and every day or every week at about half an hour after sunset, we come out onto our porches and we just do a neighborhood owl call. Again, it sounds a little silly, but we've had one call back and um, it's a really kind of neat way to get outside, enjoy some nature and... um, keep those neighborhood bonds up when uh, it's a little bit difficult to do so. Fascinating. We, uh, can, what does Go that ahead, sound Ryan. like? Sorry to interrupt, Greg, but I need to know what an owl call sounds like. Okay, okay. Not the first <laughs> time I've done this on the radio, probably not the last time. Okay, so a great horned owl. Um, oh, I don't have my pitch pipe here, but let's see what I can do. It's a who, who, who cooks for you, who pattern. Um that's so great. You cup your hands, you go outside. Um, if you're a little bit bassier, the sound will carry a little bit more. If it's a little bit higher pitched, you know, might draw in, you know, 
a different owl. Um, those are the basics. The reason that I go with great horns and the reason that I would recommend most folks go with great horns, that owl lives just about everywhere in the province. Um, anywhere where there's a little bit of open space and a little bit of forest, um, our friends in the extreme eastern part of the province, it's the great gray owl. If they decide to do this, it's just going outside and asking who, 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 who might be calling back. So those two owls um, definitely do talk to you. And like I said, if you call up or you Skype or uh, message the neighbors and say, hey, I've got a crazy idea, do you want to join me from across the street? It's, um, it's a neat little human nature community builder. And that's what we're sort of about at Fort White. So um, kind of a neat thing to carry on, even though we don't have uh, access to the full site. Greg, I think you had a question there before uh, we we went down the the owl call rabbit hole. Oh okay. yeah, I just was looking at the clock. I figured we were done w- with Barrett. Just Barrett, j- just uh, wanted to give you a shout out for all the great things that you do in the community and helping us uh, get connected. And we've been talking about superheroes this morning. And I, I'll be honest with you, I thought about you just because <laughs> you've done such a great job with us in terms of uh, reconnecting with that that part of the city that. Um, that I think that we lose sometimes the the fact that that nature is among us even in the in the very busiest parts of Winnipeg. We're very fortunate that way, aren't we? Oh, we are incredibly lucky. Um, we are we are one of the most nature intense cities that I know of, and um, it's something that I look for when I travel. Uh, I want to remind folks that outdoor time and that exposure to the natural world keeps you psychologically well keeps you healthier uh, physically too um let's just uh work together let's all do our part and be heroes let's get outside enjoy that take strength from that but from a good healthy two meters apart from uh, everybody else barrett miller from fort white alive joining us live on 680 cjob barrett thank you as always for the time we love talking to you man thank you Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.